What's up, everybody? Welcome to Secret Podcast. Um, solo episode again. Um, so the title is Bruiser Brody. If you don't know who that is, um, I don't blame you. It's a very old thing. It's a uh, wrestling thing too. So probably don't know even more. I get. This is gonna be a nerdy episode, but it's gonna be kind of funny and also pretty fucked up at the same time because most of the stories um, that I uh, memorized from wrestling shit, like the old times, um, is pretty fucked up. Like, uh, Bruiser Brody was stabbed in a uh, locker room in Puerto Rico. The uh, police and paramedics refused to come because wrestling there was such a big thing that they thought, oh, it was it's fake. They don't need us. No, they do, because this dude just took some, um, what's that, fucking Advil or something? Like, some type of uh, blood thinner, so he can bleed better, I guess. <laughs> and uh, he got stabbed, uh, bled out in the locker room, and then got away with it. <laughs> like, Paramax income for, like, a while, and the streets were packed, so, like, they couldn't get him out in time whatsoever. Like, he was pretty much fucked right then and there. Um... The trial for the guy. They had a trial, but really it was just, um, hey, uh, this is formality. We're not going to really do anything. And they literally just, like, uh, everyone from, like, America that, like, went and was there. They was going to testify and shit and be, like, get this dude fucked up. Um, he, they all got their, their shit, um, late. <laughs> On purpose, only honestly, like they would be like a week after, and uh, the trial had already been done. They're like, "Yep, nope, we're ourselves innocent," and we goes right back to work. <laughs> a lot of dudes ended up not going back to Puerto Rico because of that whole uh, Bruiser Brody situation. Because it's pretty fucked up. Because he's like, okay, so he got away with pretty much death, and no one knows why. No one has any idea how or why this even started. Or I don't even think even to this day, the dude hasn't talked. Um, or like, no one really knows. A lot of people think he did it. A lot of people know he did it. A lot of people like... No, no, it's a conspiracy, honestly. <laughs> but like, he did kill him. He did stab him. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, so who did that? Because they were in the locker room for some reason. Um, by themselves in the showers and they just get stabbed. I don't know how many times, but a few times. But freaking Bruiser Brody though was like one of those uh, maniac dudes, big dude motherfuckers who would like have like the violent matches. Kinda like um Abdul the Butcher, uh, Cactus Jack, aka McFoley, New Jack. Oh, New Jack. I was just watching the uh documentary for a while. Um off of a dark side of the ring about New Jack. Holy fuck. <laughs> I can't believe for guy how ridiculous he is. This motherfucker. Alright, watch this documentary. But, um... This motherfucker, um... This motherfucker basically is, um... A GTA character come to life. Um, does not give zero... Does not give a single... Single fuck about anybody so much to point to there was a kid who got into um the into a match with him and uh he won and the kid came up to him before him it's like hey cut me 
cut, like, cut his head to make him bleed, basically. No one knows he's 17. He says he's 21. So he, the kid's lying. So it's on him. <laughs> I think that's actually how they rounded it up, too. Like, uh, did you ask for this? Like, yeah, I asked for this. Like, well, um, tough titties. <laughs> but this kid basically gets into the ring. And um, I don't even think it's a ring. I think it was a, a subway station is what happened. <laughs> yeah, they had a wrestling match in a subway station. And, um, yeah, dude fucked him up. And I think the dad was there, and dad was getting all angry about it, too. And everyone was like, what the fuck? It's like, well, he's fucking, it's not our fault. He said, he told us, told us he was ready. <laughs> or even, um, God. This is one thing about New Jack is that he has no filter, and he has no um, concept of bad time. But um, one thing happened was a um, dude came up to him. He was in a uh, they were doing a uh, independent show. He was doing an independent show uh, somewhere in the south, probably. To be honest with you, I can't remember exactly. But it was like a church auditorium and all that type of shit, very open area. Anyways, so, um, go, yeah, like a fucking convenience center or something. So, before the match, freaking this dude comes up to him. New Jack is probably 40 by now. He's pretty much just like a veteran, knows what he's doing, doesn't want to fucking, like, has the respect mentality. He's like, okay, yeah, I don't all this shit. Where's the respect? Um,. This dude, <laughs> this guy comes up to him, basically just barking orders at him. And New Jack's like, okay. They get into the ring. This motherfucker pulls out eight. So they, they start going at him like normal. New Jack's rough as shit with him. He's like, dude's freaking out. Like, what the fuck, man? He's like, now nowhere. New Jack pulls out a knife and just like stabs him a couple times. Fucking. He's like, oh my god. Everyone's like, what the fuck? He's, like, he's still stabbing him. He stabs him eight fucking times. He stabs this dude eight times. And every single motherfucker is in there calling the cops. Oh my god. This black man is stabbing this white man. It's bad down here. And everyone is flipping shit. And New Jack's just like beating the shit out of this guy. No one knows why. It wasn't. Like it was racially motivated or anything. It's more of a uh, know your place, but I think I understand the uh, effect he was going for. <laughs> this dude also, uh, what was it? Uh, I think ECW scaffolding match. New Jack, uh, he was going up this dude he uh, fucked with before. Well, more like he fucked with him. Like the dude fucked with uh, New Jack. So New Jack took it into his power to um, teach him to listen. The New Jack way. So they go all the way up. Up top to the scaffold, just like 20 feet, I'd say. 20, 25 feet. I can't remember exactly. Um, but um, so they go up to it top, and uh, New Jack has a taser with him. Guy doesn't know about it. So. Um, <laughs> New Jack starts tasting. He's like, I don't feel my legs. He's and New Jack just, you won't need him. Tosses him over and just big boy falling twenty feet hits the ropes and all this guy sustains is a uh, broken ankle. <laughs> 
New Jack tases this motherfucker, I think, a couple times. He tases him first to get him down. And then he tases him again. And then he just kicks him over and he just falls. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Fucking crazy shit. Honestly. Jesus, timer came off. Fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, New Jack is batshit crazy. Borderline criminal. I think he did actually get some criminal charges for some of those. <laughs> uh, Bruiser Brody was killed in Puerto Rico. It's a bummer. Oh, <laughs> uh, Owen Hart. Oh, dude. Okay. Owen Hart um, was a younger brother of Bret Hart, who was part of a like a family basically of of uh this was Stu Hart or whatever yeah Stu Hart is the father of the group he basically gave birth to all his children to basically wrestle and if they were girls they were to marry wrestlers and so on and so on and so on so Owen being the youngest is actually the best out of the group hands down like um, Owen more being so that he was a high flyer, he was more agile, but he was still very technical, I guess, in the ring. There's a the little nerd wrestling shit I was expecting to do at this point. So, um, Omar died in Kansas City. I think it was Survivor Series. Um, let me double check. May 13th, 1999, Kansas City. Um, oh, sorry, Over the Edge. Oh, shit, may as well be the same fucking thing. Um, okay, so, 1999, Owen Hart. He's the only Hart uh, family member in the WWE at the time. Everyone else has left due to the Montreal Screwjob, done to Bret Hart, which is a conspiracy in the, in the wrestling community, which is kind of hilarious as fuck. And also very fucked up at the same time. Um, I can get on that later. Um, so Owen Hart is the only one left. He everyone left. He's you say fuck it. I, I like where I'm at. I guess or contract wise or I don't know. He's he's a very um, he's a very complicated guy when it comes to like um, that kind of shit. But he was very uh, set on. Um, family, I guess, because one of the things he used to do was uh, he would just fly in to the show and then fly out, right back out. Um, he wouldn't pay for hotels, I guess. He would, like, this is a weird one. He, would, he wouldn't pay for hotel, but if he traveled, he would just stay with friends or just fans. So it's like, um, a little weird, but hey, if you're trying to be cheap, I get it. Uh, let's see. Um, so, 1999, Over the Edge, Owen Hart's gimmick at the time is the Blue Blazer, a very shitty uh, superhero. And the uh, gimmick of the... Uh, his, he had an entrance. There's a gimmick entrance that he was going to do for that uh, pay-per-view. And he was going to rappel down. Basically, like he's flying. Well... <laughs> Here's the thing. 
Fly, he did not. Fall, he did. And Jesus fucking Christ, did he fucking fall. This motherfucker um, harness came off mid-flight and just dropped him on the concrete. He was dead. Like, instantly. He was wearing a mask, too. So, like, it was a little difficult to kind of tell, but it was not fucking good. And they had to keep going with the show, I think. I don't even know if they were... I think they went on with the next match after that, but I was going to say, because I think he had, like, an Intercontinental title up. Um, match going on, but I can't remember exactly. It doesn't really matter. So, um, let's see, Owen Hart, um, a lot of people, a lot of people kind of thought because of the whole Montreal screw job, which is where Bret Hart gets screwed over the world title by Vince McMahon. Even though they had a uh, verbal agreement onto how the how he will lose the title, that is the uh, that was a deal. It was a very, very, um, very dumb thing to be completely fucking honest with you, like. It was over uh, how he was going to... So, Bret Hart uh, was getting coasted by WCW to come over. Um, Bret Hart didn't, initially did not want to go over. He didn't like um, who was running the company at the time. He didn't want to be a part of it. He liked where he was at. He had uh, stability. He had a world title. He had... He could do whatever he wanted. Basically, this was like back in the day when wrestlers actually had some leverage... Because Bret Hart was at the time at the top in the nineties, he was top dog. He was the was it uh, Bret the Hitman Hart or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> he was goat. So around this time, uh, WCW's coming up. They're offering money. They're offering money, and this is when WWE's going downhill. It is funny. They start selling like water. Uh, the water fountains and shit, they started selling random shit just to keep the lights on in, the, in their uh, office building. But, um, so Brett comes up, Vince is like, hey, this is what I got to offer. And Vince is like, uh, you might want to take that because I can't come close to that. All right. So he's like, he thinks about it. I think he turns it down at first. I think the numbers change. He's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just stay here. But the offer always stands. He didn't take it. The he didn't take the offer, but the offer was still standing for him to come over. Um, I think for like a million a year or something like that. I think <laughs> ridiculous. He's getting paid ridiculous money to fucking wrestle. I guess so. Over in the WWE, Vince is getting paranoid. He doesn't want his top guy to go to WCW. And he definitely doesn't want his title to go to WCW. So they're talking. So Brett actually wants to take time off, I believe, around this time too. And so he's kind of like, hey, I want to lose to Austin. That's who I want to lose to. Like, okay, cool. 
then they start kind of throwing other names in there. It's like, okay, no, yes, no. Like, they just go back and forth. That's all this is. It's back and forth between two dudes who... <clears throat> Stubborn motherfuckers. <laughs> so these dudes basically... Um, Get down to the point of like, okay, you're gonna fight, you're gonna wrestle Austin at Survivor Series. Um, you are not. Oh, it was over. Who if he would? Okay, so now that I remember correctly, so Bret Hart had a contract clause stated that his last because he's gonna leave. He's he's gonna have like I think three months of he had complete control of his um character he can, no one can fuck with it he can do whatever he wants it's his way or no way old school contract clause shit no one does that anymore so he has complete control um so he doesn't want to lose in montreal where he's from where he's understandable he doesn't want to lose in his own country but he said and i quote i will lose the next day on a, on a uh, dark match and i will be cool with it he said he will have if he so he had to wrestle Steve Austin. He said, "I will gladly lose to Steve Austin the next day in a dark match, and we can be done with it." And Vince agreed to that, and then Vince fucked him over. I think he uh, Brett had um, no. I think Brett was in the submission, and. Um, Brett, uh, as soon as uh, he got into it by Steve Austin, <laughs> um, Vince McMahon came out, started ringing the bell, calling the bell. I was like, nope, match it over. Steve Austin won. Bret Hart is pissed. Everyone's pissed. Like, there's like the locker room with, uh, there's a video about this too, a movie. I think it's called Dark Beyond the Mountain. I can't remember. Like, they had a documentary about this whole entire fucking thing. And it is kind of eerie. Yes, Wrestling with Shadows. Basically, it dictates its last, like, stint with WWE, like, right up until after. Like, they film all that shit, too. They, um... They get the back room. Like, in the locker room, it's crazy. You get all the dude, it's all the Hart family members and all the guys who, like, go along with them. And they're all just in there pissed. Brett's kids are crying. They're fucking pissed. They're all fucking pissed. Vince McMahon tries to come in. He immediately, Brett's just like, I will beat his fucking ass. And like, everyone's like, oof. It's just crazy. They got so, that's, that's basically caused almost the whole entire Heart Foundation to leave. I think. Owen just stayed uh, due to the contract. He had to do. He had to serve out his contract, unfortunately. So that kind of sucked him over. But after Owen's death, Brett was kind. Was very distraught. He was very blaming himself for his death. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. It's kind of funny. It's kind of messed up to laugh at that, isn't it? Because it's like he died. And then his brothers are just like, oh, I could have saved him. If I stayed, I'm like, honestly, the conspiracy is Vince McMahon bought a shitty harness 
and gave it to Owen to use and it unbuckled and he yeah it's like, like basically McMahon killed uh, Owen on purpose made it look like an accident that's the conspiracy theory um there was a, oh god Jesus Christ then you got the fucking um what was it? Uh, steroid trials. Those were ridiculously hilarious. Like, motherfucker, Vince McMahon showed up with a fucking neck brace. I think halfway through or like a majority of the way through. He just had, just out of nowhere, neck brace. He was trying to play a sympathy card. The whole fuck. Like, he had, well, Joey Diaz calls it a uh, Jewish gold chain, is the uh, neck brace. <laughs> so this dude just had a neck brace on. Um, for no reason. No one knew why. He didn't have a legitimate reason. Legitimate reason at all either. Like, I think he said he was having surgery or something. Who fucking knows? Dude's dude's fucking weird. Dude's like 70 and jacked. I think he's up like 80. Jesus fucking Christ. Dude needs to stop. Um. Yeah, this motherfucker just... It's just, I don't know. It's crazy shit, but the, but the steroid trials were crazy because uh, it kind of opened the door to, like, how... They didn't really, if you knew... Okay. Tiny side 2020, it's very obvious a lot of those guys are on steroids. Hulk Hogan's definitely on steroids. Ultimate Warrior's definitely on steroids. Randy Savage is always on steroids. And you know what? It does not fucking matter. <laughs> it's cool as shit. Like... See, uh, was it, um, Ultimate Warrior. That motherfucker's crazy. That, that motherfucker's insane. No one understands that motherfucker. Like, when it came to him, no one knew what was, uh, real and what was fake. No one fucking knew. Because he was always, he was just, mm, big dude, knew who knew a couple moves, could talk, kind of talk he was very uh tr he was very um third world with it he was like very he's speaking like broken english basically which i think is his normal fucking dialect <laughs> some fucking white california dude just oh my god face pain and everything dude's insane that guy um she's he fucking got inducted into the hall of fame and the day after dead like day after raw the next day WrestleMania on Sunday, Raw's the next day. Dude shows up on Raw, makes a huge entrance. Ooh, everyone cheers, everyone's happy. And like, it's crazy. Dead. <laughs> Dead the next day, everyone's just like, oh my fucking God. They got another one. This time it was who, who fucking knows. It, it was so fucking creepy though when um they were uh I think WWE was posting photos of his in tr uh, tribute of him and one of them was like him and his daughters, <laughs> which was like ugh Jesus, his daughters all happy on Raw and takes take their cats dead and you're just like Jesus, can't happen any later. Dad's actually happy for once. He's back and making money, and now he's dead. He was even on, like, the video game, like, trailers. Like, he would be, like, all in his goddamn 
ultimate warrior get up jacket hair makeup dude's fucking weird wrestlers are fucking weird especially the older they get <laughs> the older they get the weirder they get unless you're like one of the down to earth guys but those are rare insights <laughs> what is it um slap her around the world Dave Schultz. this is gonna be a weird podcast I'm very sorry but um Dave Schultz slap her around the world uh Dave Schultz wrestler um slapped a cameraman live on uh, TV or recorded or whatever back in the day 1980s Hulk Hogan's coming up um so what happens is Dude was uh, provoking Dave Schultz and saying that the wrestling's fake. Okay. Old school dude, by the way. Never held back punches. Never. Was very stiff, meaning he did not hold back. If he. He would beat the shit out of anybody. But he would make a show of it. Um, so this dude's like, alright, fine. Open palm. Slap. In the face. Fucking devastating. <laughs> Dude goes down. He's like, is that real? Is that fake? What is that to you? It's funny. It's fucking funny. Watch it. Dave Schultz slap her around the world. And then he gets fired. And he's like, okay, fine. Whatever. Hulk Hogan goes on live TV. Talk show or whatever. And does the same exact thing. Nothing happens to Hulk Hogan. Dave gets pissed. As soon as that happens... Everyone's ghosting him. Hulk Hogan, who was like one of his buddies, ghosted him. No one's talking to him. No one's interacting with him. Dude becomes a bounty hunter. Dude becomes badass. It's it's funny as shit. <laughs> Honestly, watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, they have a lot of this shit on there. It's on Hulu. Uh, you could probably look up some stuff on YouTube as well um, if you want to be cheap. But that's probably going to need it, guys. Um, have a good one.